0: This Age professionals podcast still the long theme music. We are planning on shortening that. Ryan and Matt with us again this week. How are you, mate?
1: Good, mate. Yeah, that needs a, that needs a crop.
0: <laughs> it's on the, <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> but find, finding out the um, the predicted price rises and falls are a higher priority right now. I tell you what, the new pricing has really thrown that thrown a curveball. Trying to figure those out for the app, but we're almost there. So that will be up probably by the time you're listening to this. I am Paul Grizadka, Paulie G. This is Supercoach uh, Professionals Podcast, as the, the theme song said over and over and over. And um, round one in the books, mate. How about that? Um, yeah. A few surprises. Some, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the, the Probably the greatest up and down that we've ever really seen in regards to round one, you know, Cheapy in Ville Kikau, who everyone was on and then people got off. I don't know if you read on Twitter, but one of the, the experts or gentlemen heavily involved with, with Supercoach traded him out, went, no, nah, I'm not happy with that, put him back in. But he didn't realise he hit Sione Katoa, not the Cronulla winger, but the Penrith
1: hooker back rower, <laughs> instead of oh. hitting Kikau back in. So no, yeah. Look, that's, that was a hard, that's that was go. a tough round for a lot of people. Um, yeah, if you're getting getting 900 plus, you've done pretty well out of that round, I think.
0: Certainly, over 1,000 is where you want to be. Um, anything below a thousand, you're working your way up. But there's some there's some good players that didn't quite reach it, got in the high 900s or the mid 900s. To the people that I've been speaking to, um, we've got to go through it all. We'll start with the injuries. Um, for could you be health and injury care no Pat tonight but we're hoping to have him next week, look not a big injury um, week anyway probably luckily there was a couple of guys in Josh Reynolds and Luke Lewis and Michael Morgan all missed round one um, due to off field incidences, Morgan's been named, spoiler alert, we'll get to the teams later on but he's been named in the 21 but not in the 17 this week Reynolds and Lewis will be out probably around a month, the big one um, breaking today, Ryan is Adam Reynolds is going to get go in and get more work on that knee, and so he's out for a month. And Adam Dewey becomes a, a great um, cheapy to, to at least put on your watch list, or if you are like me, just slot into your lineup because I had him had him
1: on my bench last week. Yeah, he becomes pretty hot property now. Um, if he d- if he does well enough to stay in the team week in week out, um, Reynolds is. Apparently out for at least four weeks, mm. so you're going to at least get a price rise. Um, get, out of get a couple, yeah, yeah, um, and yeah. So you, yeah, pretty much hit the jackpot with with that. Um, if you're looking for the cheaper to to uh, replace the poor um poor sharks, uh, Katoa. <laughs> makes up for the fact that I have a
0: Katoa starting winner. I really was close to toying with having Hoffman in my 25 just because I didn't like my centres and wingers for round one. I thought, well, I think he'll have a good game in round one, so maybe I'll get him in there and um, keep Katoa on my bench. So that, that was a costly... <laughs> that cost me the 1,000 points. So at least having Dewey on my bench, I might round two, I might be a bit more fortunate. Um, Jay Tarpenny also out for a few weeks. They're not sure if it's um, a broken finger or dislocated. That will depend whether it's two or three or, or maybe twice as long. Um, Elliot Whitehead, back to the right edge, becomes relevant again, maybe more daily leagues and super cage to start with. But we know what he can do out there. And when he moved out there um,
1: as well, even in, in that game against the Titans, Ron. Yeah, absolutely. Look, he proved that he's got um, got some upside. And yeah, we've seen, as you said, from last season and previous times when he's played on the edge, he's done well. And I think that, yeah, I don't see any other reason why that's not going to happen. Yeah. He's try. He was still playing middle third
0: on Sunday to be fair, but you know, we like, we like the idea of him being on, being on the edge rather than in the middle. Um, well, let's go to the round one wrap now. And, and I guess some big surprises, Ryan, um, what was your sort of general takeaway on the, on the, on the first round? And, um, what are you sort of trying to trying to look into for
1: this round? Well, look, my big takeaway was that not all the um, not all the guns fired. To be honest, in in fact, very few of them really fired. Mm. Um, look, I mean, we had Gareth Witter um, cracked 100, uh, and Sean Johnson um, managed 86. Yeah, but and mostly Tom got 73. So those kind of guys are up the top, but um, then you had the Gallant situation where he started on the bench, um, only was played 45 minutes, mm. um, and, yeah, scored 40. And that that's going to hurt a lot of people. Um, and here's where the tricky thing comes in. Um, you know, you can't afford everyone, and so you have someone like Sean Johnson getting 86, someone like Nathan Cleary getting 83.
0: And Sean Johnson's got a terrific matchup this week.
1: Absolutely. So it's one of those things, and you just don't think that Nathan well, you wouldn't have thought that Nathan Cleary would get 83 um, against Parramatta, but, um, yeah, he did it. And, you you know, his goal-kicking really helps him.
0: The two young half-backs that, and again, yeah, the goal-kicking helps. But Ash Taylor and Nathan Cleary, they're starting to reach that top echelon. And we saw it this round. Taylor 95, Cleary 83. So Sean Johnson's still right up there with 86. But the third, that sort of, Jonathan Thurston standard and you're going Thurston or Johnson and eventually as the season progresses you've got both it's out the window because these two young halves in Cleary and um, Taylor are really changing things up and there's other guys other halves like Cherry Evans is kicking goals admittedly wasn't that great but there's other guys out there as well that are going to knock on that second tier door as well in the halves, so it's really opening up some question marks as to which players you want to have um, in those roles. When it, you know, when this all sort of shakes down and you've made a bit of money and you can really afford to have a, have a big time 17, and it's sort of which which two halves are you going to go with, two or three halves? Because there's a few options, and it could make or break your season. Um, Cameron Munster was another one. Again, Ryan, we've talked about it in the past when he plays fullback, it just goes bananas 101 and then Corey Thompson for the Tigers what a game you know and yeah, 97 absolutely. points he's very valuable at and we talked about him in the preseason. I wasn't far off we'd all I'd almost we'd almost talked myself into doing it <laughs> um and yeah. now you've got to look closely and we'll get to the trade advice and trade strategy advice after the wrap-up of the round but it's but he's going to be a guy you've got to look at closely if indeed you are going to make a trade in round one.
1: Yep. That's
0: always key. Um, Blake Ferguson, Waka Blake. We've been waiting for the Blake phenomenon to hit. Maybe that's the sign. You're still probably watching. Everyone hopefully still owned kick after he was put on the bench. Probably a lot of you didn't start him. Um, hopefully you started him over a Bryce Cartwright or something. <laughs> Someone like that, obviously. Um who was playing in the later game, 87 for him. Um, Josh Hoffman, two tries, you know, 85. And then you got some guys from the Knights, Ryan Slade, Griffin and Caelan Ponga. They had a host of good stars, him in saSA uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Um, there's a lot to like in Newcastle at the moment. Maybe there's some, some mining to be done um, from a Supercage perspective there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, four players in the top fifty for this round. Nice. Um, First and, time um, we've said that in years. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and Griffin and Ponga that you mentioned were uh, just outside the top ten, um, with eighty-two and eighty-one respectively. Um is looking like a real pod option because there are like there's so many yeah quality fullbacks at the moment, but he seems to be involved heavily in Newcastle's plans, as it should be. He just um, makes... That yeah, and he makes something happen out of nothing. Yep, absolutely. Like, I mean, obviously, he's going to have his down games because he's, um, you know, you, you get found out eventually when in your first year. Um, but for the moment, he looks like he's a very strong contender for a point of difference. And he kicks goals.
0: Not many fullbacks you know, at that echelon of super coach um, base stats, you know, kick goals. So it puts him right up there as as, as an option alongside Teddy and Tommy T, I think. That's really the three full backs that you're looking at. Um, a few others to mention, Richard Kenner, one of the cheapies coming through thanks to two tries. Look, that was a lucky day in the sense of, of the tries, but you take those out, and he's still getting close to 50. You're happy with that at his price. Um, so, you, you know, things went well there. If you went for Raymond Fatala Mariner, you would have been happy with his output. He looks really, really good. Um, a couple of guys, a bit more surprising perhaps Sean Lane, who again, a try, sort of raised him up, and Cohen Hess. Um, but these are guys that we know are good super coach performers. Mentioned Fitzgibbon before, Angus Crichton. So we're seeing these guys that in the past, maybe they weren't flashing lights this year because of their price tag, but we're still seeing them come through. Um, people like Cameron Smith, Jason Tomololo, Roger Shek, very solid. Um, Sam Burgess, that's a safe pick. Then you get to a guy like Robbie Rocco, who a lot of people were keen on when he got the... Um, Starting role and he didn't let anyone down. Started on the right edge, went into the middle. Um, so he's another one at his price this week. You're going to look really, really closely at. Um, and then the likes of Nathan Brown, at Trent Merrin. People were probably not 100% on, but they certainly, you know, were were good options coming into the season. They came through for you big time as well. Um, what about the guys, Ryan,
1: that didn't come through so much? Yeah um look you have guys like, well someone that uh a lot of people were on was uh Lalani Latu uh for the Titans yeah. um yeah we yeah, had the twitter he was, question He, didn't he was we? cheap. <laughs> he was cheap but he was only he only managed 24 um uh, yeah look um guys like Latu James and- Sekigaro as well who's another mid range guy that you might have had in there only 26 and then Michael Jennings and he scored but, a try.
0: so I mean he's his days yeah. are gone aren't they remember when he was a super coach
1: young he's super coach Four master yeah. Guy, yeah but now yeah Michael Jennings um you know big price tag 440 only 26 points Lu- in, a, Luciano in, a, in a, a team that got Rover run a lot of people would have had Leilua
0: um we didn't like yeah. what we saw in the charity shield um and it turned out to be obviously Katoa had the injury. That was a bit of bad luck.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That you can't help that kind of stuff. Um, Latrell Mitchell was um, pretty ordinary, really. Um, he only scored thirty-two, um, and at his price, you'd want a bit more output than that. Um, same with Matt Moylan mm. and Valentine Holmes. Mm. Um, Moylan's five twenty-six and he scored 32 points, and Holmes was um, 451, and he scored 33. So you you want better than that for that price.
0: Yeah, I agree. Now, some of these guys that you may have had you know, not coming through for you, or maybe you're just thinking my strategy was a bit out, too many mid-priced or the wrong you know, high-priced player. Maybe, you know, you're trying to, Start. I mean, at Dale the Ninja tweeted to us, can we just start round one again? <laughs> you know, <Like> there's <laughs> things that you're looking back and going, well, so what do you do at this point? What's your trade strategy? There's only 37 trades this year. Um, obviously, if you're in overall, this is a best chance to make up for errors, but by the same token, are you leaving yourself thin using up one or even two trades this week? How, how are you looking at it?
1: Yeah, well. Personally, um, I'm going two trades for this round and, you know, barring any ridiculous injuries or anything like that, um, I'm not going to make uh, a trade for another couple. Uh, so but I can trade. It? You'd have to make um, a trade next week because that's when you know who, which price. Well, yeah, up. yeah. I think
0: you've got to save. I think you've got to do that. The two trades next week because you've got to get your two best money earners. But, of course, round one... They only, they'll only go up that first time based on round yes. ones because it's a three-round rolling average that affects the overall price up and down. So we don't see a change this round. So therefore, it's only next round we will see a change. And then that that number, and but, for some players it will be a big number, like Corey Thompson, 97, will drop off and it won't affect their up and down of their, um, of their prices. So... You
1: know that's where it gets tricky. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, it's one of those things where you just go, look, I'm going to buy the bullet now, and get the and get what I can get uh, mm. for the price. You know, for how much money you've got, sort of thing. You know, you want to, you know, bring your account balance down to almost zero, sort of thing, um, and then you know wait for next week and wait to see who you can get, who's going to be your money earner. Um, who are the guys you're going to, you're going to target?
0: And, and is it a case of looking back and just saying, well, I did this and, and it, I'm, I'm rethinking it, or are you actually going based on the evidence? Because a lot of times we see with round one, everything that we sort of think up until the season, this doesn't just happen in NRL; it happens in other sports too. I've seen it all the time in the NFL. You'll have a theory based upon what you've seen up to the start of the season, Round one comes, you throw it all out the window, but by round two, three, four, it's back on track. There are Sometimes there are major upsets in the first week for whatever reason, and things come back to the field afterwards. So is it a case of, well, actually, it's something, a strategy I wasn't sure about heading into round one. Now I really don't like it. Or is it a case of, oh, well, I saw that, therefore I'm going to make this change. Like, what exactly... You know, are you doing? Are you bringing in mid-price guys? Are you bringing in a, a gun? Like, how are you kind of manoeuvring here?
1: Well, uh, for me, I, I think it's more a case of not liking the balance. Right. If, you, if you're going to make the trade, um, it's not it's not liking the balance of your side. So, um, I had uh, Corey Oates in my side, um, and I didn't really like that balance because I thought, oh, you might be good with a Dual position, but it didn't really work out with the with the rest of the squad that I had. So I'm able to get rid of him, trade up to someone like S J. Right, and that's a know, big, and that's and find and find another. Um, that's a yeah. big increase. I
0: mean, yeah. I, look, I'm toying with the idea of using trades over the last few years. Very much, I've been big on trade in round one. Um, I quite like the balance of my side this year. I'm disappointed that I didn't keep S.A.S.A. in there. I'm disappointed that I couldn't find room for Corey Thompson, and I'm disappointed that Robbie Rocco didn't make the final cut. So there's three players there that I'm thinking, can I get them in? But obviously the balance of my team, I went with a lot of big names, only a couple of mid-priced, and they're quite high mid price, Brody Croft and Daniel Alvaro. Neither of them performed to what I expected in round one, but I'm not concerned. I do think that's their low end, not their high end. Um, so I'm not panicking and getting rid of those guys. The panics are more for your high price guys. Paul Gallen, James Tedesco. And you. Ha- and I use the word panic because that's exactly what it is. And there's a fear that, you know, a couple more bad games, you're really looking down the barrel, costing quite a bit of money. So you have to stay firm with the, why did I pick these guys in the first place? Now, Ryan, I think... James Tedesco, good matchup against the Bulldogs. He could go out and get three figures this week.
1: Yeah. Look, to be honest, um, with Tedesco, I think he got 30-odd against the Tigers. He he bombed bombed a certain try. Um, Well, it's a
0: 19-point swing because he loses two for the error instead of getting 17 for the try. And it wasn't the only error he made in the game. He was targeted by his old club, and he just didn't seem to handle it well. But the Bulldogs... They, it, it it won't be the same pressure on him playing against the Bulldogs that it was coming out against his old club. No, absolutely not. And he could have a blinder. Um, yeah. Gallon though, what's the verdict? He's back in the starting
1: lineup. You know what? How do you make that? Well, look, I'm prepared to say that I well, I'm prepared to keep him and I'm prepared to say that that is probably a one-off in terms of the amount of time that he got on field. Um, He himself suggested starting from the bench, so it seems like he thought he was underdone um, after not playing any trials and I guess that's fair enough. He's not going to start from the bench this
0: week, surely. He's playing the local derby, the the Dragons, Thursday night football. It's all to play for. He's he's got to be playing 55 minutes plus this week. He's another um, one especially I could see coming 80, a score of 80 this week. He'll be... he'll be, he's, That's going to burn. That loss last week, the way it happened, the fact he was coming off the bench, it's not going to sit with him all week. He'll be thinking, I've got to make up for that. Yep, I agree. All right, we've got more to get into in regards to this, but we'll do it when we get to our tweets later on. We've got to keep moving along to round two teams. And... Um, We'll start with the the game we're just talking about, the Sharks feed the Dragons. Aaron Gray's in for the injured Sione Katoa. We didn't mention him in the injuries earlier, should have, um, for Kujiba with an injury care, but Katoa obviously with the broken jaw. He'll be out a while. Another one where you're probably not rushing out to trade him out at this point because he is so cheap. Um, it doesn't really matter if he's sitting on your bench you just got to stick to your strategy, as we just talked about in regards to trade strategy. If you want to make trades, great, but do them to get the balance of your team right, not because a guy went down injured, a particular guy who's at basement price anyway. Just put him on your bench, and a bit later you can worry about what you're going to do with that situation. Don't need to worry about it this week. As we said, Gallon starting. Bakuya moves to the right edge. Capel goes to the bench. Um, Jesse Ramian is named as a reserve, so maybe there's a chance he starts instead of Aaron Gray, but I doubt it. Um, Gray's been quite a proven performer for Souths over the years, so I think he was slotting quite well there. And the Dragons, well, Lattimore got the start over Selly, and I thought he did quite well, so I don't, even though Selly's been named um, in the 17, Lattimore as a reserve, I think that will swap again. Come game time, uh, the Roosters feed the Bulldogs, Luke Kiry named at Five-eighth Boyd and named back in the second row. He was another controversial um, bench or um, start from the bench on the on the weekend. So Ryan Madison has to drop back into the interchange, and Mitch Cornish to a reserve. The Bulldogs, despite their loss, there were some good signs. Moses Mbuya in particular was good at fullback. Tyler Mariner, we mentioned earlier, was very good. He goes. Um, they stayed one to 17. Dean Pay keeping that. Same team there. Brisbane, well, Andrew McCulloch named at hooker. So Sam Dido back to the bench. Interesting that Tom Opotich has been named as an interchange because Murphy has been named as a reserve. I wouldn't be surprised, Ryan, if Todd Murphy, another um, out-and-out cheapie that we've suggested to have on the watch list in the pre-season shows, um, could end up getting a few minutes and at least be one to keep an eye on.
1: Yep, uh, definitely like he's bargain basement guy. Um, he may get a few minutes here. Um, he's, yeah, I'm not saying, uh, that you're going to chuck him into your side straight away, but you want to definitely keep an eye on him because you never know, uh, what, yeah, we well, said it last week. You just don't know what, um, Wayne's up to at the moment. He, he's a bit all over the shop himself, the coach. <laughs>
0: They did have a pretty big loss to South Sydney back in 2015 in round one Thursday night, and they came back and made the grand final and were probably one good Ben Hunt kick away from winning the GF, to be fair. Or cool catch. <laughs> Touché. Um, for the Cowboys, and it is a rematch of that 2015 game, so there you go, Michael Morgan named as a reserve. Not sure if we're going to see him yet, though. I'm wondering about that one. Uh, Martin did a good job last week. Um, the The Warriors-Titans game, two first-start winners. Um, Warriors have named the same 17, same reserves. Gold Coast, the same 17. Although Keegan Kip, Hipgrave comes back from suspension as a reserve. He might sneak onto the bench instead of Morgan Boyle. We'll see. Um, Penrith v. Souths. They've named Kickow and Campbell Gillard to start. I expect that in the end Fisher-Harris and Moses Leota will end up um, starting even though they're on the bench because that's what happened last week. Dean Faray's into the 21 but the way Waka Blake played, I don't know where he'll fit unless Tyrone Peachy is potentially on the outer. Um, for South's um, Adam Reynolds out, as we said earlier. Adam Duahy is the new halfback. Cameron Murray's been named at lock, with Sam Burgess moving to prop. Mark Nichols on the bench, joined by Tyrell Fuamona. So Heimel Hunt moves to a reserve. Be interesting to see there with Murray. He might end up getting 60-plus minutes there. Become um, Will be worth looking at, super-coach-wise now, after that early game didn't go so well. I'm just not getting the minutes, let's face it, on Saturday Melbourne v. the West Tigers. Um, Slater's back at fullback, so Munster moves to 5.8. Jax can't even stay in the 21. He was outstanding last week, doesn't even get a spot in the 21, although Brandon Smith pops back in there. So that's something just to keep an eye on as a Cameron Smith owner, um, but he's in the 21, not the 17. Um, Matt Eisenhoof started last week instead instead of Ben Madalino, so although Madalino's been named at prop and Eisenhoof on the bench, that could change. And Ryan, um, the Tigers have got a couple of guys as well just to keep an eye on on their in their twenty one, Josh Alloway and Tyson Gamble.
1: Yes. Um Alloway is well I, I think he's a very good player, and I think that he'll, you know, get in the get in the starting seventeen at some stage this season. Not sure if it's gonna be this game, being that he was injured last week and he'd be coming back in. But um, yeah, definitely want to keep an eye on him and obviously um, Gamble um, 5-8 for ISP at the moment um, had a great game in the yeah. lower grades he um, well and in he's sitting there yeah absolutely and he's sitting there and um, yeah as a, a, I think as a show from the coach that the coach is recognising that um, he's playing well um, I don't and think if there's Marshall any goes issues down, I mean it's probably Gamble's job unless they move yes. Lola
0: here to 5-8 which is very possible because you've got Nova Luma
1: sitting there as well but he could plump for Gamble. Yeah, absolutely. There's, uh, yes, there's quite a bit of options at West Tigers this year.
0: Surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, it's a nice change. Um, Manly then have made a few changes quickly. Brad Parker, the new centre, Matt Wright's dropped to the reserves. Um, Lewis Brown didn't see any game time and Frank Winnerstein saw one minute so they've both been moved to the reserves so Jackson Hastings and Lloyd Perrett come up to the bench. Um, not too sure what's going on there. They only lost by a point, so it wouldn't be panic stations yet. But two um, first-start losers in Manly and the Eels. Um, this game's got a lot of tradition in it. So one of the teams is going to end up 0-2, so a lot of pressure on. The Eels have stayed 1-17, to in fact 1-21, to so no, no changes there. While the Raiders and the Knights... Canberra got a lot of pressure on them too after basically throwing away the game against Gold Coast. They lost Harpeny, as we said earlier. Whitehead goes to the um, edge. Bateman comes in, in the middle. Charlie Gubb comes on the bench. Um, Michael Oldfield's been named in the 21. Interesting thing on NRL 360, I think it was on yesterday, Ryan, where they highlighted something Joseph Le Lua did or didn't do well in the game. And they said, well... What do you do? These lapses and these lack of efforts are costing the Raiders over and over and over over these past few years. And Kent said, I'd say I'll introduce him to the reserve grade coach. So Ricky Stewart, he may have to make a bold move and and maybe the fact Oldfield's been added to the 21 is to say that no position is safe and maybe Leilua could have some pressure on him.
1: Absolutely. He would, um, because uh, as I pointed out, he wasn't great um against the Titans. Um once the Titans started getting some ball, they um with his with these uh issues in defense uh old there, he's a um he's a pretty seasoned um yeah. player. Um so I don't think there's any issues with him getting on the field? Uh, be interesting to see what happens there. Definitely want to keep an eye on it. It'd be a absolute um, disaster for some super coach owners.
0: Yeah, well, happens. hopefully a lot of them move, moved on from the Leilua train last year because you know a bit a bit a few of us. Um, let's look at what the predictor says for round two. Don't forget the app. It's not too late. You can go and download it, Apple or Android. Just follow the links on our website or our Twitter and Facebook pages, www.supergatchpros.com. It's been very, very useful. The dominator, Ryan, you used to great effect in Moneyball. It's been useful for a lot of the guys coming through last round, but we're going to get even more value out of it now when we're looking at um, projecting ahead two weeks' time to the initial price rises. That all comes into play this week. So, look, it just gets bigger and bigger, these important trades that you're going to make, if not this week, certainly next week. Let's read out some of the top um, players predicted for this round, and it starts with those Warriors guys, Sean Johnson and Isaiah Lee. Look, we both did very well last week against the Titans. We know that they give up lots of Supercoach points, 28 actual points, um, against the Raiders. It could be even higher this week, which means plenty of Warriors could be in for good super coach days. Um, so those two right up there. Robbie Rocco for the West Tigers. He's certainly another one um, that you're looking at. If you are trading someone in this week, um, he's probably the, the lead candidate as long as he keeps getting 80 minutes. He's predicted to do very, very well. Um, it's... Melbourne are traditionally hard to score supercoach points against, but maybe that's the one weaker area. Might get him one-on-one with um, either Cameron Munster or Curtis Scott out a bit wider. Jake Treborovic should bounce back. He made 52 tackles last week, but not a lot else. But we expect this game should see a bit more attacking flair from him um, against Parramatta. And then you've got the likes of of his brother Tommy. Nathan Cleary's right up there. some guys we've always liked, but maybe didn't talk about too much earlier um, in the preseason for Tyler Mariner, Lachlan Fitzgibbon and Angus Crichton. They're all predicted to do very well. Vunavalu Vunivalu um, could do very well. Josh Adekar against his former club as well, although things have changed a bit with West Tigers because of the fact, no, Faluma's not in defence. We're trying to sort of balance that out at the moment, but it looks like left-wingers are no longer going to have that field day um, that they did last year against the West Tigers. And then you've got the likes of uh, Paul Vaughan, Corey Thompson up there again after his big game last round, Tohu Harris, another warrior that could do well, and then some Souths players, Cody Walker and Richard Kenner, Ryan the app. I mean this so much information that's only sort of the tip of the iceberg, but Boo Boo 58 Bear said it best. He said using the Super Cage Pros app jagged a profit first match of the season in money ball. So he's already easily paid for the cost of the app. And um, yeah, it's a no-brainer, really. There's so much information out there, and especially if you're a moneyball player, with the predictor and the dominator, and of course the moneyball-specific money
1: predictor, including the H value. Absolutely correct. Look, um, there's, there is just so much info in there. You just got to—it's hard to process it all for yourself. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I use. You mentioned earlier. I use the dominator. Um, for all around for moneyball, and that worked out okay for me. So, uh, look, we say it year in year out um, that it's a good it's a good tool to have. You know, you can use it mm-hmm. in conjunction with SuperCoach Gold or whatever yeah. um, program other uh, program you use. Um, the more information, the better. To be honest, uh, and this one this year, it's gone up. It's gone up a, a notch, really, with the Dominator, which really helps out. Um, you know, if you've got a game day decision to make, um, just check out the Dominator, and that'll tell you um, what you know. Yep. Who's who's uh, projected to go up? Who's projected to go down?
0: And we talk about the matchups. So we say, "Are we facing against this team or this player?" But the Dominator already takes that into account. So if it says Warriors fullback plus. 10 or whatever, that means the Warriors fullback's a good play this week if it says minus 10 or minus 15 or whatever, then saying it's saying the Warriors fullback's not a good play that's what it's specifically referencing, not the opponent, they're actually looking at the the team that you are that you own so if you own Kalen Ponga from the Knights and the Knights fullback, the Dominator says it's due to go above average, so a, a plus score in the green, then you know that it's going to be should be a good week for Kalen. Let's move, and you can find all that www.supercoachpros.com. Thank you very much for everyone who's already bought the app, and um, you know we really appreciate it. It helps because you get this podcast downloaded straight, Facebook and Twitter stuffs on there. All the blogs, the match recaps are up now. We're doing a special Moneyball blog each week now, looking at in depth into the Moneyball games. Uh, hopefully will help you guys that are into Moneyball. Um, so there's so much information there. Previews, of course, regular Supercoach Pros. Um, Supercoach re- re- previews, I should say. So just so much information on that app. So just well worth going out and getting it. Um, we've got to move on to the tweets and Facebook um, questions. I do want to say as well, with the people that bought the app, just give us a review as well. It just helps bump bump up our rankings. Same with this podcast. If you're downloading it on iTunes, just give us a little positive review and it'll just help us along. Um, at Benj asks, what are your thoughts on Takiaho without the goal kicking? Ryan, I, I, I wasn't really sold on him anyway. The Roosters were really poor on the weekend. I don't think they can play that badly again. He is the starting prop, so there's still... You know, there is still sort of a lot of good there, but it it wasn't a great
1: first-up game for him. No, it was not good at all. Um, Look, I I don't like his value now that he's not... Well, it seemed to be not goal-kicking. I mean, look, to be honest, the Roosters didn't really set the scoreboard on fire, so you know it wasn't like oh you know we'll just pick the kicker you know because we've put up 30 points yeah and on the, on the board
0: and they didn't have a lot of kicks for goal so are we is that for sure that he's not kicking goals or is it just that he wasn't on the field when the couple of times they went for goal
1: um well I'm I'm not entirely sure on that yeah. one but look I'm thinking that um his value diminishes greatly if he's not kicking um, mm. Mitchell um, Latrell Mitchell took all the kicks um, so yeah so i 'm prepared to say that uh, i i 'm off him now like i was I was quite quite happy to have him in my team if he was kicking because he added that little extra, but I think for the for the four twenty three that you 're spending on him in the second row, you can get a better option i don 't know if goal kicking's a great way to pick.
0: Um... Super coach players, anyway. I just feel like it's too risky, they could miss.
1: I was a little know, bit of icing
0: on, his, it's, on his it's, cake. It's the halves. The halves, you do want a half that is kicking goals, ideally, as your gun half. Um, at Dave Salter asks, trade Katoa this week, so still have two next or hold to make sure right rookie biggest price rise is grabbed. Well, we, I think we've gone through that earlier, Ryan. We're saying no. Like, Katoa is the cheapest. If you're going to make a trade this round, you're revamping your lineup just to get it in the right mode. Next week, you will need to make trades because you'll want to get those two, the best things, as you've said, the right rookie. Um, you're probably still holding Katoa. You're probably getting rid of a guy that's due to lose a lot of money or, you know, depending if he's a keeper or not, but, you know, if you are sort of worried, you could do that as a strategy. Um, or a mid-price player that hasn't panned out. I've got Brody Croft. I'm holding on to him at this point. I'm not panicking. But obviously, this time next week, I could be saying, OK, I'm off the bandwagon, you know? Another yep. 24. So that's the type of player that you're probably looking to let go next round. Sione Katawa probably just is stuck on your bench for a while, to be fair. Uh, at Travis... 2036 asks, is it worth Gow, Teddy or Milf to stop the loss in money and save the cash to upgrade Cash Cow's Griffin, Kikow, uh Soggy, Sow. I like it. That's <laughs> Mark terrible. Mark Nichols. Premise. I thought he was saying Seggy. I'm like, no. That's awful. Oh, okay. That's awful. Mark Nichols and Richard Kenner over the next five rounds, maybe even buy them back for a 50K discount. I think the general rule is you'd probably have to save 150K minimum, to trade out a keeper. Um, so if you're getting rid of a guy like Milf or Gow, you're pretty much saying, I don't think they're going to be a keeper this round, um, this year. Yep, jumping off that bandwagon. Yeah, but I wouldn't do it after one round. I don't know, Ryan, I think... Maybe we, I mean, we didn't talk much about Milford, Look, but we did say that Brisbane in 2015 got hammered in round one and came back to make a GF. So, yeah.
1: all this. I think people are a bit sour on Milf uh, because he just cost running. so much. Yeah, and he, re- and he really gave nothing that game. So he's, I mean, he's this been game up and down his whole probably, career. Yeah, you'd probably gotcha. want to see see how he goes this round, surely.
0: Yeah, you got to, and we know that Gow and Teddy. We we really firmly believe they'll both bounce back this week. Milford a harder game against the Cowboys, but. You know, nothing... It's always raised up and up in the press. So at the moment, Brisbane are copying it. Last week, Penrith copped it. We tried to say for the last three podcasts, Penrith are fine. Okay, we yep. went and watched their games. They're fine. But people wanted to jump on that bang, Griffin, blah, 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 and this. And I don't know what's happening behind the scenes. So I'm not saying Griffin's job's safe or anything like that. But it just doesn't matter. You watch the players play and now the pressure's off them. The same with Brisbane. This has happened in the past. Bennett's come back. It's it's not a time to panic. If you're a Brisbane fan, it's not a time to panic. If you're owner of an Anthony Milford, it's not a time to panic. At Adam Robertson, Milf to SJ or wait a week. Just worried Broncos and cows could be hard for him compared to SJV Titans. I mean, Ryan, Adam's 100% right, but... Are you going to burn that trade? That's the big question.
1: Yeah, look, it comes back to the, if you're going to ride or die. Um, if, if you're changing from mil to SJ, then you're saying, well, SJ is my man for the foreseeable, you know... Yeah, first, I just don't know what it 15 achieves. rounds,
0: for yeah. example. Because you're only um, trading a, like for like.
1: like yeah, it's not like
0: bringing in two guys that are going to make you 200000 $300,000. Like, who yeah. knows? We don't know yet yeah, you're projecting, but a Corey Thompson, Matt Lodge... Robbie Rocco, Isaiah Papali, the way he's been going. But we don't expect it will happen. But these are guys that could go up hundreds of thousands of dollars based upon one round. And we're not saying any of them are. We're saying that next week when we get more game time under our belt, when we know, we're going to be recommending probably one or two of these players.
1: So if you're prepared to take a chance... Yeah. I think basically what you ask, what Adam's asking there is, if he's gonna, if he's going to, you know, he's doing this for points. He's not doing this one for money. Yeah, but he's burning a trade. Yep.
0: And you know, what's changed? What's changed in the the week? Like last week, you liked Milford more than Sean Johnson. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. If you're playing money ball, you've got Johnson. If you already own Johnson, you're making him captain this week. If you don't own him, you're only bringing him in if you're, if you're rejigging your side. Like you said, you done, Ryan. We're two mid-price players. You know what? I had too many mid price players. I made a mistake. I thought maybe with the different prices, things would change. And some some of them had. You know, if you've got the right mid-pricer, you're laughing. But... <laughs> some for the better, some for the worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Next one, should we look to trade out underwhelming mid-rangers like Latu and Who and, and in a double trade if we can replace with a gun and cheap him? Um, D Hills, he's read our mind. Um, is it borderline rage trading? Well, it is still borderline rage trading, but this is the only one, Ryan. We've, we've covered this pretty extensively. This is the only one that we recommend that you might do, and even then, it's a 50-50 call.
1: Yeah, you've got you to really have a think about it. Think about the gun you're bringing in and the cheapy that you're you know, thinking of bringing in, is the cheapie going to be a guy who's going to go up in price as well? Is he just going to be basically a non-playing reserve? You know, just someone to take up that spot. And so you can, you know, put as much money as you want towards your gun player. Yeah. Um, And you only get four. You get four chances
0: basically every year because the first price rise and falls happen. In round three. So the first, this week and next week, your trades are free. They only cost you to trade. They don't cost you money. Yep. So that's your advantage. If you think you've made a mistake, and even Adam, if you really do believe, you know what? I've made a mistake. Anthony Milford, this, I'm just going to hate it every week. I'm just going to make the trade and move on. I've made a mistake. It's going to cost me a trade. Then I get it, and, I'm, and I would never talk you out of it. If you firmly believe this is it, I've made a mistake. And do it. Latu and takiaho could be a mistake. Latu, we were worried, was a trap last week. It could be a mistake. Look, that's a tough call. Borderline rage trading. I like it. <laughs> that's um, good. But if you can, look, if you can fit a gun, if you can somehow jig that into a gun and Adam Duhay, well trade Takiahu and Latu another one here's from at ballsy underscore 85 trade Takiahu and Latu for RF- RFM so for Talamarina, Griffin Pangai or S.A.S.A. well Griffin I mean again if you can sneak him in if you get a gun and Griffin I think that's what you're done Ryan like he's sort of talking but again you know we don't know what's going to happen in Newcastle uh, next yeah. week Danny Levi could be back Nice. could could get flogged by the Raiders and mate, yep. it's it on. could be
1: Brock Lamb could go to five eight, and Connor yeah. Watson could play it's, 9
0: it's on that the Raiders win by 30 this week like that's that's a scenario and and when I'm playing when I'm putting in my money ball lineups I'm putting one team in that has the Raiders going berserk this week I'm not saying it's going to happen I'm saying that that's a scenario that could happen so you, you you, throw that out there as devil's advocate. Raiders win 36-10. to 10. Then they come back next week. I'm not sure where the Knights are in round three, um, if they're at home or away, but they come back and it's three or four Nathan Brown changes. It's possible. So you need to be careful of that. Um, Pangai, well, we don't know where, where Brisbane's heading. He looks good, but we just don't know. Again, and two after this week is probably more likely than not. So, can we trust anything with their lineup? And SASA, I love SASA. I'm kicking myself. He's not in my team. I've been talking up since um, the, the trial against Parramatta. But I'm probably not bringing him in this week. I'm probably just sticking to my guns. Um, so, again, did you make a mistake with La2? Do you need to fix this right now, or are we okay? Uh, Ryan a couple of late tweets. Um, I think yes. the guy we mentioned earlier, Boo Boo Bear. Maybe he was his ears were, were burning because he's he's written.
1: That's <laughs> right. He he's uh he's this lie. He's, he's written. <laughs> can I can I make Croft and Dufty out for Munster and Ponga? What what are your thoughts? And he also says he's slayed Griffin a lock and Riley Jacks or Frawley for a cash grab. Or is there any other cheapie that we'd suggest? So he wants to bring in...
0: Ryle, Munster and bring Ponga, I Bring think. in Munster and Ponga. But he's, who's he getting rid of? Dufty? Dufty and Croft. I just think, again, like, it's it's a knee-jerk reaction. It's too um, early
1: for me, yeah. And also Munster, I don't think, is going to go as well at 5-8 as he does at fullback. Jax isn't even in the 21, so he's out. Matt
0: Frawley, we, out. we can't trust for anything, I don't think. Well, um, not, not at that price when there's other guys who are much cheaper. Look, Ponga, we talked about Ponga earlier, so I get it. But Munster goes back to 5.8. He loses his upside. Yep. Um, yeah. What if Croft gets 100 this week and you've, tr- <laughs> you've put him out? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I think you've just got to wait a week. You've got to wait a week. In that regard. And there's one other I think. Was it Yes,
1: uh, <laughs> um, Dee Hills has um has sent us in another question. He he of he little bit of he question. bit of a little bit of trading out <laughs> mid of trading Latu mid ranges like and Tagayahu, and he said he's, he's taken he said a taken and he's a breath was a bit premature. a so bit premature, a The bit range. to He's gonna just He's yeah just have just have a have a bit of a breather and have a look at it. Um, he says he still wishes he could have had uh, Merinto, who Fitzgibbon, and Ryan James for week two. So don't we all? <laughs> Ryan right, James, we
0: tried to talk him up. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm not the my game. team. All right, mate. That does it for the show. That was Hi, a good Morris. one to get those last couple in. Yep, it's always good. And, mate, you're having a well-earned week off, although you'll still be doing plenty of writing for the app and website with the recaps. Absolutely. I'll talk to you probably in a couple of weeks. Pete's back next week. He's been uh, busy and uh, new job and all that, so he's had a couple of weeks just to get re i will be good to just chat with him next week. And, of course, I'm Paul Grisadka. Paulie G, make sure you download that app, www.supercoachpros.com. Follow the links. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye for
1: now.